So I guess doing the Michigan, not exactly the best case scenario for Team Canada, huh? Well, we're going to talk a little bit of World Juniors, a little bit of Junior Ducks on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, thanking you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and also Amazon. So check us out across all those platforms. Yeah. Yeah. How about that Team Canada opener? Mm. Yeah, um, about that. I'm just going to come out and say it. Canada lost. And part of it is their own undoing. And what I mean by their own undoing, their own undoing of who they put on defense, who they put in goal. Um, let's talk about just the game first before I talk about specific ducks. So the game in general... Um, it started off well for Team Canada, at least. It looks like it was going to be a blowout right away. Shane Wright. And hey, guess who got the primary apple on that one? The Ducks prospect who I think should get some playing time in the AHL later this year. Olin Zellweger. That is right. Olin Zellweger. The top defense. I think the top defenseman in Team Canada got the primary apple to Shane Wright. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun seeing Shane Wright go about his business. What was not fun, I guess, was seeing a Michigan attempt. Yeah, that that was a thing, right? Wrong. Because twice, let me repeat that, twice a Michigan was attempted in this game. And twice it was taken away. Let's go through both of those just to, you know, talk about it a little bit. First, there was the um, the actual Michigan almost made by someone who plays for Michigan. Adam Fantilli, who is prospected, or projected rather, to be the number two overall pick in this year's draft. He attempted the Michigan right off. I want to say like three minutes into the game where he went to his right and tried to get it in, but to pretty much no avail. Yeah, and that's why they called it the Michigan, because it came from Michigan. Oh, but we weren't done yet. If the number two projected overall pick can try it, maybe the number one projected overall pick can try it, except that was to Connor Bedard's left. Yes, both of those were tried. In the first period, kid you not, about three minutes in, Fantilli tried it. Ten minutes later, Connor Bedard tried, and neither of them went in. Now, credit to the goaltender for Chechia there. I thought he did a great job just kind of trying to keep tabs. I think it was Tomas uh, Suchanek who stopped both of those. Rather, he did stop one of them. One of those Michigan attempts didn't quite hit the mark, but the goalie did legit 
legit stop one of those. So maybe the Michigan doesn't quite work here. Maybe, maybe not. No, I mean, it does work. If you're Trevor Zegras, if you know when to pull it out, not just for the sake of, oh, I'm going to pull it out because our team is ahead. <laughs> We're going to do this to show off. We're going to just trounce these guys. I'll admit, that's what it looked like. I thought Canada was going to take over this game and just pound them. That's what I thought. I mean, I'll admit I didn't watch it live. I actually did watch it on my phone. (laughs) On the way home from Disneyland, I was watching it on my phone. And if I'm going to watch the game on my phone, I'm not going to tweet about it because I'm watching it on my phone. Um... That first period, I legit thought they were going to pull away. It was one nothing. I thought, oh, they're going to try this Michigan again. Canada looked like they had all the momentum. They did. And then I don't know what happened after that, but Chechia just said, oh, heck no. No, we're not going to let you stomp all over us like this. And that's when they answered or they scored three unanswered goals. Two of them towards the end of the first period when the defense began to relax just a little bit. And then they'd score another. And then guess who scored? Connor Bedard. Not on a Michigan, but Bedard did score. And Chechia scored another couple after that in the second period. That was the end of that game. Canada lost. They lost 5-2 to two in their home country, mind you. I don't know if that's considered embarrassing or not. I would say it's at least a little bit embarrassing to be the home country and to be expected to trounce the opposition. Or maybe according to some Twitter circles, maybe it's maybe it's their just due. Maybe it's Team Canada and Hockey Canada. Oh, all this horrible stuff that happened with Hockey Canada over the past year and change. This is exactly what they deserve. No, no, no. Don't take it out on these young kids. And what I mean by that is not this particular team, not this iteration. The kids of the 2023 Team Canada are not responsible or they're not the kids from the past. Okay? It's a brand new set. That being said, yeah, there was a little bit of hate amongst some people as far as players trying to perform this Michigan. In fact, let me just share this with y'all, okay? So this is from Alex Doherty, who, who tweeted this. I just have to read this as is verbatim. Quote, I spoke to one Preds forward about watching the World's Juniors, and he said, quote, I saw two players attempt the Michigan play and had to turn it off. That's not how hockey should be played. End quote. Question, which player do you think said this? End quote for the tweet. Yeah, I mean, there are some thoughts on to which Pred said this. Probably Matt Duchesne. I mean, if there's any player that probably said this, it might be Matt Duchesne because he's a bit of an old school type of guy. He's a kind of guy that has always said to me, you know what? I mean, yeah, play the game the right way. Play to win. Don't play to show off, especially in the first period. If you're going to pull off that crap, do it late 
or maybe try it when your team is up by a lot more than only one goal because that can happen. And that's exactly what happened. But then again, I mean, looking at the Predators, their leading goal scorer only has 11 goals this season in 32 games. I wouldn't be saying too much about that. I mean, Nashville's offense is atrocious, so they probably shouldn't be talking too much crap about it. But at the same time, he's not alone. There's other NHLers that feel the same way. They could not watch this. And that's saying a lot. There's a time and a place for it. Once, okay, whatever. Two times in the same period, it looks like you're showing off and it looks like you're trying to show up your opposition. And that's what happened. All right, I'll have more about World Juniors a little bit after this brief timeout. We'll get to that on the other side. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. You have, obviously, the National Hockey League. The NHL playoffs are coming in a few months. Who's going to make the playoffs? Of course, you have the NBA. I mean, they're in the same boat as the NHL. Playoffs are in a few months. Then you have the NFL. Two weeks remaining in the season. Who will make the playoffs in the NFL? You also have boxing. You have MMA. You have horse racing. You have golf. You have all those sports available at your fingertips at Bet Online using either your mobile device or your laptop. Bet Online is where the game starts, and Bet Online is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Hey there, welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. We're talking World Juniors. And okay, so I talked about the Michigan for maybe a couple minutes. I don't want to give that more attention than it deserves because there's already think pieces out there. There's puff pieces. There's clickbait. Look, it's not about the Michigan. That's not why Canada lost. No. Ah. I'm sick of talking about that. Instead, I want to talk about the real reason why Canada lost that game and why they're probably not going to win this tournament at all. It's the composition of the team outside of the forwards. The forwards are fine. You've got a lot of talent up the middle, and you've got some great top two lines. That's going to get you places. What is not going to get you places is how this defense is constructed. And worst of all, the goalies. Oh, oh my God. We'll talk about goaltending in a second. The defense first. I mean, outside of Olin Zellweger and Ethan Del Mastro, the defense is okay. I hate to bring him up, but I'm going to Tyson Hines. He's done decently this year. I mean, he hasn't really been someone that's going to knock your socks off. I haven't found Tyson Hines to be quite the breakout player that I was hoping for so far. I mean, he's a fine defenseman. Brant Clark. Look, Brant Clark has had a little bit of bad luck. The Kings prospect, I think, frankly, should be playing... In, pro, in the Pro Leagues. He looked good as an LA King. 
I don't know why. I mean, I know why. But, you know, give the kid a chance. And he's not doing himself any favors by having a somewhat poor showing in that first game. Same with Nolan Allen. Okay, Kevin Korchinski had his assignments and did okay, but nothing really blew my mind. There are better defensemen out there, and I personally think that Canada's defense could improve a little bit and have a little bit better structure. And that's on the coach. That's on Dennis Williams. But the worst thing, and now here's where I'm going to get to the big crux of the problem. Goaltending. Goaltending is by far the biggest problem for Team Canada. Okay, so why does a goalie with that low of a safe percentage get a start over someone that has almost a 920 save percentage and a goals against of just above two in the WHL. Why? Why does Benjamin Gaudreau get the start? Gaudreau, yeah, he had a good World Junior under 18 a couple years ago, but that's it. His time in the OHL has been marred in mediocrity. I mean, his first year... 890 save percentage. Last year, 891 save percentage, but a winning record. This season, it's even worse. Oh, man. In 22 games, he's got a 362 goals against and an 868 save percentage. Oh, 868 is considered barely mediocre. Barely especially in the OHL. Look, I know he has a win- oh, he has a winning record with that save percentage. How the hell does he have a winning record with that save percentage? And that goes against. Well, I'll tell you why. It's because he plays on the Sarnia Sting. And the Sarnia Sting have a ton of talent up the middle. They have Ty Voigt. Oh, Ty Voigt is very good. He's fun to watch. How about, I don't know, Christian Cairo? Christian Cairo, also fun to watch. How about another guy, uh, Nolan Burke, who's also very good? Um, how about, there's there's someone missing that I haven't mentioned yet. Who Who is that again? Oh, right. Sasha Pastujov, who was a big-time snub for Team USA in the World Juniors. Yeah, you have a ton of talent for the Sarnia Sting on forward. They can score plenty of goals. That's the only reason why Benjamin Gaudreau has a winning record despite his not-so-great save percentage and not-that-good goals against. It's the team that's in front of him. The defense in front of him is also very good. They're very, I guess, they're exemplary at blocking shots. He doesn't see a whole lot of shots, which explains that save percentage. But Sarnia is just a good team up and down, except for goaltending. And for him to get the start... No, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. For him to even be on the team, I get that it is a big honor for him to play in front of his home country. You know, not just his home country but in front of all his friends and family and to put up that performance like that, especially that second goal. 
I mean, the first one wasn't his fault. The second one, you'd like a save on that one. But the fifth one, the one that chased him out of the game, that was the worst one of them all, folks. That one went completely seven-hole on him. Complete seven-hole. That one should have been saved and wasn't. I think that was the Matos Menzik goal. That was the one that just went seven hole and you and you can see that he kind of squeezed it a little bit tried to get some kind of save and just could not do it that is one that he wanted back and you could even see the puck go through like I'll, I'll illustrate right here so imagine if you will it went through here it actually kind of glided off of his jersey and went through very slowly and you could see him reach back behind him trying to get it again to no avail none and that's how it went that was that was a poor showing poor poor showing by Ben Gaudreau should he start the next game no absolutely not it needs to be Thomas Millich it needs to be his net. He stopped all 10 top shots that he saw. And there was a couple of good chances there as well. So give Millich a start. If I see Gaudreau get another start for Team Canada, they might lose that game. They very well might. I mean, their upcoming schedule, they've got some tough games. They've got, I think they've got Germany later. That's going to be tough. Then they've got Austria after that. The game that... They're probably going to have to be very careful with the game against Sweden on New Year's Eve. I'm so sad I'm not going to be able to watch that one live, but they need to win that game. That's a must win for Canada if they're going to have a legit shot because they could probably beat Germany. They could probably beat Austria, but Germany they got to be careful with because Germany only allowed one goal against a powerful Swedish team. So we'll see what happens there. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. We'll get to that after this brief intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to keep this one short and wrap it up in a couple of minutes. Uh, just want to remind you that this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And thanks for listening. All right. So here's what has been going on. So we had our annual Christmas Eve twas the night before Christmas on Saturday and had family over and have had a little bit of travel troubles <laughs> as most people have. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, that's how it goes sometimes. So, you know, everything is finally back to normal and everyone's back home where they should be. So, yeah, that part's fine. Um, There is also something else going on, well, personally, that I actually cannot reveal or talk about yet. I will be able to soon. So that's part of the reason why the shows have not been going out as much is there is something else going on that... I cannot reveal yet, but just know that I will try to get 
at least some regular shows out before the rest of the year is up. And then we will go from there and have a strong January, a strong February, all the way through the end of the season. And we'll see how the rest of this season goes. And, you know, what do you guys think about the rest of this season? I mean, how many of you actually want to watch the rest of this season knowing that the Ducks are not going to make the playoffs? Because I know a lot of fans have already begun to check out a little bit. And I've got to be honest, I don't blame them. A lot of fans don't want to watch this team right now because of the way that they've been losing games, the way that they've been performing. A lot of fans are upset with Dallas Eakins. Again, I wouldn't blame them one bit. A lot of fans are upset with how the players have not, especially the free agents, have not played up to their potential. We're looking at John Klingberg here. So I don't blame you guys. Has that taken a toll? Maybe slightly. It is tough to talk about this team for a number of years every day when they've been this poor. And I've seen some of I've seen some of the other podcasts out there that are having a tough time talking about this team. I I do watch, I do listen once in a while because I gotta support and it it's tough goings right now. I mean it's it is legit tough to talk about this team especially with the way the prospects have not been developing as much as we would like they haven't been developing as much as say the Los Angeles Kings I mean look at their prospects look at how they're doing they're in second place in the division and look at the Ducks prospects we were hoping a lot more from Jacob Perot and Braden Tracy And they are still mired in San Diego. Not just that. They're mired in the third line in San Diego. So maybe those prospects aren't quite panning out as we had hoped. It is a concern. It is a legit concern. And we don't know what's going to happen with Olin Zellweger later this year. We don't know what's going to happen with Sasha Pasujov later this year. They could be black aces for the San Diego goals as well, assuming that they do not make the playoffs because the goals will not make it. And depending on if Sasha Pasujov gets traded or not at the trade deadline for juniors, which is coming up on, I believe, January 10th. So maybe watch out for a move there. If he stays put, he might come to SoCal for the last couple of weeks. If he does get traded to a better team, then I would expect him to be in the playoffs and not make his way to SoCal because the Ducks and Goals season both end at the same time. They both end around tax day. After that, coverage for the Goals and Ducks will be over by then. That'll be it. And that'll be a tough couple of months for me trying to come up with new stuff to talk about every day for the fourth year in a row. But I've done it three years in a row already. I can do it a fourth. All right, so just wanted to be transparent in what is going on. And, you know, we will have a show tomorrow. We will have a Goals Thursday. Will I be watching the Ducks or Goals game live? No, I won't. Again, for the reasons that I can't say yet. But all will be revealed soon, guys. All will be revealed. All right, we're just going to wrap it up here. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be kind out there. 
Be safe out there. And ducks fly together. <laughs>